Hello and welcome to episode one of the Find Normal Elite podcast. I've been wanting to do this for a very long time, so I'm just so happy to get this started. So who am I and why have I done this podcast? So my name's Carl Stinchcombe. I've been a personal trainer and online coach for over nine years. And the reason I have done this podcast is purely to help people make health and fitness a way of life, how to get them to be happy in their body, and most importantly, how to do it for the long term. Through these episodes on this podcast, I'm going to give you all the tools that you need to be able to do that. Because let's be honest, we're not taught this. So it's my job as a coach to give you, like I said, the tools, but then you are then to implement an action. So it's like you're going to be getting homework. Just I'm going to give you everything that you need to know. I'm going to take breaking down all the myths, giving you all the information. I'm giving you the empowerment and the self-control to know that actually, right, I know what I need to do now. Now I need to go and action it. So every single episode, we're going to have a subject that is going to help you do that. That's purely what it is, is teaching you the basics. And that's what people are missing because, like I said, they just don't know. You can only imagine if you're just hoping for the best and just trying without actually knowing, let's be honest, you're not going to get to where you want to be. So that's where my job is. I, I am that, that middleman. I get you, I give you what you need to know, and then you go and action it. But the first episode is going to be selfishly all about me. And so it's going to be a little bit of free flow. And I want to make this um, as like sort of as fun as possible. And it's, I'm going to be well winging it to a point because it's just my story. Whereas the other episodes is going to be points that we're going to focus on and, and, and cover. This is going to be the longest episode, I reckon, um, on the actual podcast series because I, I, I like to talk and it's, it's all about me. But no, truthfully, it's because I want to make this no longer than 20 minutes. So you can just... Uh, you listen to these on your walk or whether it's a short drive to work or, or taking the kids to school, whatever it is. I don't want this dragging on for too long. I just want it short, sharp, actionable, and then you can get it done. Okay. So like I said, so episode one, the reason that I, I, to talk about my story is important because the fact that that's what's led me to what, what I'm doing now, of course. And if I hadn't had all the experiences that I had up until now, it doesn't make me what the coach I am today. I've literally helped thousands of people achieve amazing results. And it's purely through the fact that because I had my own struggles. So what makes me, uh, my niche is the fact that I can be very, very relatable to you in regards to your situation. And trust me, I've been through, which I'll talk of such uh, soon. I've been through every, every procrastination, every sort of, every mistake you can possibly make. I've done it. So the great thing about it is I use that as what I've learned from my own experiences and I can then tell you to basically not get you to do that same thing. Or if you are doing that right now, I can tell you that that's not the way to go about it. So how it all started for me was as a young teenager, when I was, um, I would say in regards to my journey has started as such, it's still ongoing now, of course, I'm 36. But when I was 11, um, my mum my and dad broke up and it was at, from then point, my mum had run a, a card shop business on her own. And it was then when I started to get the opportunity to just basically eat eat what I wanted to eat in regards to hired. I was given the control. It wasn't like my parents dictating what I ate anymore. Like we obviously we do our parents cook our meals and things like that. It was now more so right. I get to choose what I have. And of course, when that opens up that world of opportunity, it's, it's a good thing, isn't it? It's like, Oh wow, I get to eat now, whatever I want. So I even remember just an example on a Saturday I used to be given two pound 50 pocket money from my mom. So I'd go to the local shop and I'd literally think, right, how much food can I possibly get for this £2.50? So I used to buy a pasty and I'd put that on two slices of bread. I'd make a pasty sandwich. That was one of my things I used to do. And as we know, I've got, of course, I had no knowledge in regards to calories or anything like that. It was all down to taste, wasn't it? And how much we can consume. Not even being a, being aware of actually how 
sick you'd feel after all the consume like consumer had lots of sweets biscuits anything as i know now it was just so easily palatable high calorie foods which then over the next few years in in high school i would start to gain weight rapidly which this is when my my issue started regards to my my self doubt and my self confidence because of course gaining weight will only result in you feeling i feel well in personal opinion is not feeling good about yourself and going through school, um, I, I I was on the back end of a lot of bullying through the fact that of obviously my appearance, and and of course then that that really added again to my self confidence issues to the point where even of course we're in school we're meant to be learning we're meant to be implementing and and, and yeah growing as a, as a person but for me because of my self confidence issues I was more focused on trying to be liked by my friends because I had such self confidence issues which then took me away from that my learning which resulted in me not doing well in school my my grades were poor um i yeah i just didn't do well and again that added of course added to my self confidence it, it, it rocked it even more i started to think that i was stupid i started to think i was thick and it all because of the fact that what i know now is the fact that it was because of my self confidence it, it's all come from in my head then from there i um i was still gaining weight the whole time i wasn't being self aware of the amount i was eating i was just in a poor habit and I was gaining weight um, again quite rapidly. I was up to like, again, it's more so going off how you look bad. I got to about fourteen and a half stone at this time. I'm only only five foot ten, and yeah, it was obviously all body. It was all fat. Then I went to college uh, to do engineering because I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do in life. I did GMVQ engineering at Deeside College, and and I failed at that as well. And again, because I just didn't implement anything. I didn't take action on anything I learned because I just, I just. I, I wasn't thinking straight, I wasn't, I was just, t- I don't know, what, what can you say, he was just, I was just floating through, like, just not implementing everything, like, I had no direction, no focus, no nothing, because of my self-confidence, and there was moments also outside of, like, obviously school and college and things like that, again, my confidence would be rocked even more, I used to play for a football team, um, Koniski Nomads, and I remember we, in, in one summer, we had to have, a, we had a, a game, and we had to go shirts and uh, shirts and skins and I was on the skins team and my manager said right you need to take your top off and I was like can you can I please not take my top off I don't want to and he made me do it and that again I remember there's loads of girls there and I just oh my god like these are moments that really really like affected me like mentally uh, like uh, you wouldn't notice it to obviously just look at me but oh my god it was it was really big moments in my life so when I fell college and I didn't know what I was going to do um I then I then basically did my dad persuaded me fortunately to join the Royal Air Force when I was 18 I just turned 18 uh, literally two weeks after and I and I joined the RAF in January 2004 and I really didn't want to join um because basically, again, it was that comfort zone of, oh my God, joining the military, you can only imagine how scary that is, especially with my confidence issues, especially the fact that I didn't think I was good enough, even not only academically, but also physically, because I was unfit. I was, I wasn't, I don't know, I, I, was, I was a little bit active, but nowhere near to the extent of what maybe I thought like the military would require, but... So I, jo- I did, I did, I joined the military and I joined the RAF and I went down to basic training and I went through that training and and it was hard. It was really, really hard. Um, again, through the fact that I wasn't, I wasn't physically and mentally ready. But I, I did it. I had a go, and I pa- I passed my basic training. There was moments again through through this time. I remember there was a, we had to do a, our swimming test, 
And this is, oh God, this is so embarrassing, right? On the kit, on the kit list that we got given, it said that you needed to wear swimming trunks, right? And obviously, of course, I bought swimming trunks, speedos. And then I turned up, and I'm getting changed. All the other lads are all in good shape, like young, like thin, like lean, good physique. Me, like overweight, moobs, body fat everywhere, not happy. And everyone had shorts. I was the only one with trunks. I was like, why is no one wearing trunks here? Never mind the fact that they're like they're all in good shape. So there's me, fat, overweight, embarrassed, fucking anxiety through the roof, and with with trunks. So, again, that was a massive, massive moment that is just awful. Remember, I used to, we'd go marching, and it wasn't even that warm or hot, and I'd wear a backpack, and I'd have sweat caked in my back because I was bigger, and all these moments. I had moments of embarrassment every single day. During the summer, I, I didn't want to wear a T-shirt because I didn't look good in it, so I'd wear jackets, and I'd get over hot, and I'd have to go home and get changed and sit down with a pillow on my lap, and even a seatbelt would piss me off because the fact that it came, came across my chest and sort of would emphasis my, my, my moves. It was it was it was ridiculous, like how much harder my life was because of the way I felt. And over the years, I end up getting through basic training. Again, it was super super hard because I didn't feel like I was clever, so I'd have to work harder than anyone else. Whereas actually, I should need to tell myself that actually you're not stupid. You, you and you can do this. Even though I've achieved a lot in my life until now, I passed basic training, but as we do, and our brain tells us to just focus on the negatives. So all that, that that's all I seem to do. And of course, that that never, ever, ever going to help you. And that's probably something that a lot of you can maybe relate to right now. You're constantly in self-doubt and procrastination. And how are you ever going to really achieve anything? And you don't focus on the positives that you've done. Because all of us have achieved amazing things in our lives. God, we've all learned how to tie our laces. But if you're just focused on the negatives, you're never going to grow. And this is all what happened to me. So, so I remember... I was now going into like, my young young 20s now, I was like 22, and it all led up to this point where, I remember I went on holiday with my friends, we went to Tenerife, and again, that was a really, you can imagine when you go on holiday with all your group of friends, they were having a time of their lives in the summer with their tops off, and, and me, I was just sat in the shade with an ice cream with a fucking top on, and I just, I would be making out that I'm having the best time, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm hating it, I'd rather not be there, I'd rather be hiding at home, in black clothes, covered up, not basically put myself through this embarrassment. But as you know, that is not living. That is not a life. And this all led to the point, even with that, I fell in love with a girl. She didn't like me back because it's definitely down to the way I looked. I was in the friend zone. I, I, had, I had a good personality, classically, but she wasn't attracted to me. And I just... And it led to a point where, basically, I, I was 22. I was getting ready for a night out. I was trying on loads of different clothes. And again, a lot of you relate to this. And just nothing looked good. And I remember I just basically just broke down. And it, it was that moment, and it, t- it led to all these different things to like this build up, a build up, a build up. Of, since I was eleven to twenty two, of constantly my life not being not being enjoyable. The truth is, I had moments of happiness and stuff, but really, truthfully, overall, it was shit. And I didn't want this for myself anymore. This is not a life I wanted to lead forever. It was already hard enough as it is, and never mind to think that the rest of my life was going to be that way. And it so I'd had enough. That was the moment for me. And maybe a lot of you maybe had that before. This is the time I change. So then I decided to do what all of us maybe try and do and and just make a change. And of course, this was, I was 22. So this is um, 2006. No such thing as a calorie deficit back then. Of course, there was, there is, but it was not known of. No bloody my fitness pal. It was all about eat clean, 
basically train hard and that was it and I was in the military of course as well I was in the RAF so that's what it was all about so I used to start to go to circuits every single day and I just used to just really try and eat really really healthy deprive myself of all the things that I actually enjoyed what like ice cream which is my thing and biscuits Chris I just cut them all out and like eat sort of salads um all health fruit really really healthy like plain foods but of course, over that time, I mean, I was 16 stone at my biggest. That's where I got to. And to say that, it was more so how I looked. I wish I had a picture. Well, I have got a picture of my biggest, but it's not great. You can't really, t- you can tell I'm big, but you can't really, it's not like a, a proper progress picture that we all should look to take. I wish I had that, to be honest, now, because it, it would be a pretty amazing transformation now. But I basically just started. I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have any help. I just, again, sort of tried to listen to other people like we do, but I just basically thought, right, I'm, I'm willing to run through brick walls here to be able to achieve it, and I just want to keep losing weight. So the only way I tracked my progress was through the scales. And because I didn't know what I was doing, I would just be desperate to just see the scales going down. I'd be getting on them three times a day at times, and just, again, if the fact that I looked like I'd put on weight, I could have just drunk water. I've not put on body fat. I'd go for a run. I was obsessed completely completely obsessed i just deprive myself of social occasions i wouldn't go and do things i think right well no i need to go train i need to go exercise and it was you could say that i suppose was a good thing that i was so driven but the way i went about it and what i know now it was it was not good it dep- I'd, I'd skip meals i would under eat i would overtrain. i'd be constantly in a state of burnout i, I would i would burn out probably every couple of months after recover and then get back to it and then get back to doing the same old thing and it, I'd only ever do cardio. I wouldn't even dare to do any weight training. I remember one of my friends, Chris Johnson, if he's listened to this, mate, shout out to you, man. And he took me to the weights area in the, in the in, on the camp. And he had me do, we were doing bench press classic. And I was obviously very, very weak. And I felt so out of my comfort zone. I was just used to running and doing circuits because I was quite fit, but I wasn't strong in any way, shape or form. And... And I just said, no, I don't like this, mate, I don't enjoy it, I just prefer running. And the truth is, it because I, it wasn't that I didn't enjoy it, it's because I wasn't good at it. And my ego come across, like got in the way and to say, no, we're just learning here, you're just starting. The class is we tell ourselves we're shit at something, when actually we, we're just not, we've not done it before. Uh, women say to me all the time, I'm not very strong. And the truth is, I'll say to them, well, have you done much strength training before? And they'll say no. So it's not that you're, you're not strong, you've just not done it before. It's like anything, we have to learn how to ride a bike. We're not shit at riding a bike if you don't know how to learn it. So that's why I had to tell myself about it at the time because I was young and naive and I didn't. So I went back out running. So I ended up over the, a year and a half, I lost five stone. My goal was always to be, get below 11 stone. And fancy that when I got there, I still wasn't happy in my body. I remember going to Magaluf in 2010 and I was, I'd was i lost all my weight and in clothes, don't be wrong, I was much more confident, but I still wasn't happy in my body. I was still embarrassed taking my top off and I was below 11 stone because of the shape that I had. I was left with, like, still had moves. I had a skinny arms and a shitty tribal tattoo because we all have 90s lads. You know what I mean? Well, 80s. Crappy tribal tattoo, just skinny, skinny fat. Really not in any way, shape, or form, like looking good aesthetically, and no, that's of course that's going to be the case because I did no emphasis on nutrition and protein and weight training. I just ran myself into the ground. So then, because I had changed my life a lot, my confidence grew, and I, 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 my life was changing for the better. But I still had a lot of, if anything, you imagine losing that amount of weight actually give me a lot, a lot of anxiety because the fear of putting that weight back on again because I didn't have the knowledge. All I knew was the fact that I, I I ate clean, I ate healthy, and I trained hard. So that's the only way I knew, I knew to live my life. So I was out in, a, I remember I was based in Iraq, 
50 degrees heater I was out running because I didn't know what else to do. So I had to stick to this way of life and it was awful. It gave me such bad anxiety towards training. I felt like I literally couldn't have any days off with training. I felt I could only eat healthy and obviously what I would do is then in time I would binge because I'd be deprived. I would have to binge because I couldn't just go the whole my whole time without... Your body will obviously, if it's restricted from something, it'll go back to it. All of you know that you restrict yourself, say in January, dry January and all that sort of stuff. Instead of having it in moderation, you'll crave it and your body, you'll, you'll have to go back to it in the end. And that's what I did. I would go through stages of binging and then get back on it, as I would call it, right? And I need to get back on it, whereas actually it should be just normal way of life. And because I had changed my life for the better as such and I still wanted to learn more, I made the decision I wasn't enjoying my time in the RAF. And truth be told, actually, I tell people that... I tell people... This is the truth now. I tell people that I... Um, I, I left the RF. The truth is I got kicked out of the RF as such. I didn't get kicked out. I just didn't get signed on for extra longer than nine years. For the people that know that, you sign up for your time of service for nine years unless you want to leave before and then they either sign you on or they don't. And they didn't sign me on, which was a good blessing in disguise because I've now found my passion. And that's why I, I also do now. I, I take every negative, with every negative there's a positive. And God, it's the biggest positive that's ever happened to me because I wasn't enjoying it. I wasn't happy. So now it was time to actually like, now find my, like do my passion and actually move on and do something I really, really loved. And I thought because of my obviously career in the RAF, it would help me because I knew how to talk to people. And when I when I got qualified as a personal trainer, and fancy that, right? Of all the years that obviously I didn't think I was clever, I, I thought I was stupid. But because I found something I really enjoyed in regards to the personal trainer, I did the, my crash course to qualify as a coach. I flew through it. I, I, I smashed it. I, did, I got 90% got 90 plus on the exams. I found it fine because I loved it. I enjoyed it. I didn't enjoy school. I didn't enjoy college. It wasn't my passion. This was something I actually really, really enjoyed, and it was something that I knew it was gonna be. It was the right for me going forward because my actual career advisor in the RF said, "Don't be a personal trainer because there's not many people that be successful with it." And but because I, I thought, well, what else have I got to do in my life? I, I'm not willing to carry on with the way I am in regards to my job in the RF. I mean to say that. I said it, I got I didn't get signed on anyway but the reason I didn't get signed on because I didn't didn't enjoy my time in there and I didn't work hard on my job I was an air traffic control well, an effort a flight operations assistant as it called I didn't enjoy it so I didn't implement it myself so I didn't do well but that was another thing that I thought I didn't do well at until I become a personal trainer and realized actually no this is what I'm good at I can be good at this so I qualified um, as a as a personal trainer and what I did was I didn't want to go back home. I, I I had nothing. When I left, I didn't even know where I was going to go, where my family um, were over in the northwest, like uh, uh, inside inside D-side, which is just inside North Wales, and also my dad lived in Liverpool. But I didn't know where to go. So a girl that was seen at the time, she lived in Southampton, and I just said to her, we, we, seen to get, we were together long distance. I thought, sod it, I'm just going to move to Southampton and go to a different place because I was used to that through the RAF. And I started in January 2013 as a personal trainer at Pure Gym in Bitten. And it was scary. It was really, really scary when I started. Um, a lot of big guys and, and um, a lot of experienced females, um, really, really good at their job. And little old, little old skinny me, like, oh my god, right? How how is this gonna go? But I was I was happy. I was willing to learn. I I, I used all the knowledge of what the other coaches give me, and and it went from there. And I started to then weight train. And this was the magic of where it really started to happen. Now my body started to transform for the better. I start. I learned how regards to nutrition and the importance of 
of of health and how to look after your body. Food is fuel, and I can. Even though, like, over the first couple of years, I was still in the mindset you had to be clean eating because that's what I got taught. So I would still have that element. It was it was poor of me, really. But, again, I would not tell my clients as such or other people that actually I was having, like, bad food, which is no good or bad foods, which I'll teach you over the next few episodes, of course. But there is no good or bad foods. But I would be binging again. I would say to everyone I was eating clean, but then I would binge. But because I was so active on the gym floor and things like that, it would complement it, and you wouldn't sort of tell I was eating these sort of foods. So... So yeah, and then over the years, over the first couple of years as being a coach, uh, being a personal trainer on the gym floor, I was just trying to gain confidence and trying to gain experience and I was still very, very addicted to exercise. I still had a really bad relationship towards exercise. I felt I, I was still training five, six, seven times a week hard and I, I didn't I didn't have what I, the knowledge that I know now to know that I don't need to be doing that and I, and, and I also then I was like encouraging my clients to do that and, wond- and they were wondering why. I was wondering why they wasn't sticking to a program or anything like that. It's because I was asking them to do things that was unsustainable. I was getting frustrated because I'm thinking, why can't people do that if I'm willing to do that? But because everyone's different. As of what I know now, I'm 36. My life experience has completely changed. Everyone is completely different. And that's why, as you as an individual, it has to work around your life. What is unsustainable for you is pointless doing. Like, if you set yourself something that you can't stick to, you might as well stop. You need to find something, slow down, and find something that, that you're consistent with. And I still wasn't doing that myself. So, but over the years, I actually started to learn and learn and learn more. And the great thing about it is, a lot of us, uh, let's be honest, we don't treat our body with respect. We don't look after it. But I th- flipped on his head, thought, I can use my body as an amazing experiment. I can actually, like, put it through things and actually see what it can do. And that's what I used to do. And I used to push it to uh, to as much as I could. I even I've done challenges for charity. I did um, uh, uh, for anyone that remembers this. I did in twenty four hours burn eleven thousand calories for charity. I pushed my body and see what it could do. But then that allowed me to also change things up in regards to my nutrition. Start to actually enjoy the foods and understand that actually there is no good or bad foods. There, in moderation, we have what I want, and it's all about calories. And that's when I start to learn about calories. And understanding in regards to it, it's about consuming less calories than you're burning off would allow you to lose weight instead of thinking I've got to eat really, really clean and, and, and just healthy. And of course, then I start to implement this to my clients, which is what I'm going to help yourselves with. And that's when I start to get really, really good results with my clients. And I, and I got start to get really good results with myself. And this is what this is all about. It's led to where I am now. And I've gone through... Again, I could go more in depth in regards to changing from where I was in a commercial gym into an independent gym to now become an online coach before the pandemic. But the most important thing I would say that along my among my story of regards to up until now is I hired a mentor and his name's Mark Coles for anyone that doesn't know him. And, and I thought he was going to help me in regards to becoming an online coach before the pandemic. And the most important thing, he made me self-aware of my mindset, of who I, how I thought of myself. And this is where it really ultimately changed for me. And this was in 2020. Because I knew I was doing a good job, but I didn't think... I, I, well, sorry, I, I was doing a good job, but I didn't think I was. Because I had the self-doubt I had had for all these years since I was 11. Since I was a little boy. I had no confidence still, even though that I was doing a good job. But I didn't know it. And... I was changing people's lives. I changed my own life, but I still didn't appreciate what I'd done until Mark taught me that the way you think in your brain, our brain is built to think that the fact that it should just focus on, not necessarily focus on the negatives, but if we're used to only focus on the negatives, that's all it'll go to. That's his default. So we have to rewire it and change the way we think and actually be in the moment and notice our, our habits and change them and understand that 
only us having self-doubt and not thinking good of ourselves is never ever going to help us in life as I said earlier and and that's what he helped taught me over a six-month period during the pandemic it was the perfect opportunity to me make myself self-aware of who I was and what I wanted to do in life and over this time I'd met my wife uh, we'd um, bought a house we'd got married all these amazing things that happened in my personal life and then also the biggest factor was the fact that we had our son Freddie and that really did then make me grow up and like luckily it was just a form of time and the way Mark helped me realize actually there was so many like good things that we can do in our lives and what I've done in my life and obviously in order for me to get to the next level and really get to where I want to be and help and not only in my personal goals but also in in regards to helping yourselves I had to understand that what I was doing I was good enough and to not care about things like what other people think because obviously that was a massive thing as a personal trainer you can imagine we're, we're riddled with anxiety we're the most insecure people in the world and that's because of our past experiences and maybe what we're going through now but if I've known he taught me to flip every negative into a positive so all the fails that I had in my life up until now has allowed me to become what I am now which is amazing that's a good thing all right so with every negative we can flip it and be a positive but if you just focus on the negative that's all you're ever going to focus on so it's my job as the coach and obviously like I said through these is that hopefully help you not only give you the tools but I want to help change your mindset and that's the key because I can give you all the tools in the world but if you're a self-procrastinator and you've got self-doubt and you've got confidence issues which is understandable because our brain does default to that we need to change it we need to change it because having all the tools in the world I know so many people that know what they're doing but they don't do it because they've got no accountability they have self-doubt and they just procrastinate and they just overthink everything whereas actually we need to train like I said hardwire our brain to think right this is not helping me be in this way I need to change it and it's going to take effort it's going to take time and this is what it's all about so to wrap up hopefully that's give you a little bit more um an idea of who I am and what I do I've now honestly truth be told hand on heart I have found the right balance in regards to the training regards to my mindset regards to what I eat in regards to the balance of my relationship with food don't get me wrong I mean I'm a dad as well now so I'm finding I'm trying to juggle my whole life and make sure like I said I, I'm, I'm there I'm covering all bases and I'm most importantly also as well there for my clients I, I hold them accountable I support them I everything and Again, to say that if you're obviously hopefully you're going to take so much from this podcast because the fact that I want to give you everything that you need, but then you have to implement it. So if you have listened to this, obviously you stay with this till now. Thank you so much. And like I said this is going to only going to be the longest episode going forward, but it's just to give you a more idea of who I am and what's going to be happening going forward. But to give you an opportunity. Also, to again, like I said, my job is to help all of you as much as I can. I just wanted to say, starting this Monday on the 1st of August, I'm doing a free five-day challenge, well, a fat loss challenge for over 30s. And it's to help because I feel my niche is because that's where I am. I'm over 30. I'm a dad. I'm... I've, I've sort of done my 20s, my past, it's, I help people that basically have just gone, they've lost their way a little bit, they're not sure what they want to do, they may be put on weight, they're, they're a parent, they've they've gotten to really, really poor habits, and they just want to learn and actually start getting back with some self-confidence, and God forbid past the age of 30, you think that your life is over in regards to you, no, 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 because that means you've got to be in that body for, oh my God, the rest of your life, and we can flip it and make it a wonderful, wonderful thing, so starting Monday, I'm going to give you all the tools that you need, and like I said, a 
free five-day challenge. Over the five days, I'm going to teach you what it is you actually need to, to then implement and go forward and live the rest of your life happy. So if there's something that you would really be interested in, I only want people that are willing to implement and actually take action. So if you just jump onto my Instagram, which is at DTN, and then click on the link in my bio and then just, just go for it. Like Click on the link, join the Facebook group, and you can be in starting on Monday. And like I said, it's for absolutely free. You're going to get top quality coaching from me for free. So there you go. So definitely get involved. Don't miss this opportunity. But apart from that, I'm going to wrap up now. I just want to say thank you again so, so much for, for listening in. And if you would like to share this for other people um, that you think that could really help. But like I said, more so going forward. From next week, we're going to start covering the basics. We're starting literally from basic number one of what we need to do in order to get the results we want. And I can't wait to share that with you. So again, thank you so much. Enjoy your rest of your week and I'll speak to you soon. Take care.